management. Thanks for listening and enjoy. This is what Brooklyn sounds like. To the rule live on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host Teresa Robson in the studio with my co-host Emily Scott. Hello, hello. Hi. We've got Matt Sheeman here. Hello, thank you. And our special guest Brandy Cochran. Welcome, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hey. How's it going, everybody? We're in September. Finally. Are we liking this nice little cool down in it's New so York nice. City? It's so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so happy. We've been getting a lot of rain, right? The rain has been a lot, but um, it's not 105 degrees anymore. So exactly. Could I love the happier. fall. So mm-hmm, I'm not quite ready for pumpkin, but I'm ready for pumpkin. <laughs> I'm ready for spooky, spooky town October. Maybe sweet potatoes. Like you okay. got to ease me into this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So this week, our lineup is packed. We'll begin the show by speaking with our our special guest, my friend, Brandy Cochran, about her lifestyle and wellness, wellness initiatives, plant candy and entrepreneur plan. Um, we will also talk about some upset, upsetting updates from the NYPD, funding for Trump's border wall, and a lot more. It's all coming up here right next. Coming up here next. <laughs> yeah. And objection it. to the rule. You got this. All right. So hi, Brandy. Hey, how are you? Nice of you to come down to the Bron- from the Bronx to our studio and join us. I know, right? It's exciting. Yeah. So let's just start by talking about who are you? Tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Yeah. So... Most of the time, I guess I I spend a lot of my time helping creatives and entrepreneurs trying to figure out how to do how to do business and life well. Like that's kind of really what I how I like to describe it. So I run a company called Sustainable Initiatives where I help technology founders, grassroots organizations, different creatives take their ideas out of their mind and concept and put them into the world. All right. So, So that's actually how I met Brandy. Many moons ago. Yes. What's it been? How many years? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, we in the books a little bit. We are. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's at least at least six or seven. Yeah, I was going to say over five. Yeah, definitely So long term plan. But, you know, uh, Brandy helped me way back in the day when I first started to bring liberation to New York and she helped me get it off the ground. She built my website and just providing me life advice. I remember one time I actually be my life coach. Yeah, and I forced you to go to Bikram Yoga. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it did change my life. So I must say, uh, you did a great job. Thank you. All right. So you have some really interesting projects that you mentioned. Um, let's talk about Plant Candy. All right. I love this project. Yeah, it's my fa- one of my favorites. too. So Plant Candy. So Plant Candy is my... Um, my mission to get people just as excited about plants as they are about candy, right? Mm-hmm. So you, <laughs> so you hear like plant candy and everybody thinks, usually when I do festivals and stuff, people think that they're going to come over to the table and there's going to be candy there. But what I like to do is go, no, it's kind of my Trojan horse because you hear it, <laughs> you get super excited. And I wanted to figure out a way to help people get really excited about fruits, vegetables, and whole mm-hmm. grains because mm-hmm. regardless of what diet you are following, like what philo- what your philosophy is, to health, the one thing that nobody argues is that we can all benefit from having more plants. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, yes, I helped Brandy a couple years ago with um, a video project you did. Was that for a book or yeah. for a website? Yeah, web- website, cookbook. That's actually, the, it's actually got pushed back a little okay. bit. So it's going to be released early 2020. All right. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I've had some of her recipes. She's incredible. 
What's the name of the cookbook? Is it Plant Candy? It's going to be called Plant Candy Family. Cool. It's a whole, it was inspired by talking to different moms when I used to do festivals, when I was testing out the concept initially. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, this stuff is great, but like, how much time is it going to take me to really put this together? <laughs> so I narrowed all the recipes down into 30, like 30 minute recipes. So it's a nice. book of 90, 30, 30 minute recipes. Very cool. Hmm. Yeah. And I got to help her stage it for the book. Yeah. The pictures was really cool. Yeah. Oh, that is fun. <laughs> do, do you have, um, when when you were talking to people, what what do they what do they say? I, I presume people say something like, "Well, I'm all for the idea, especially if you're taking care of people like kids or mm-hmm. or parents." But you said about time constraints. What what were people saying? As far like because this a lot of times when people think plant based or when they think like healthy, there's this assumption that it's going to take a lot of time in order to get it done. So like if they taste something and there's all of this complexity to it, they assume that there's like a lot of work that goes into it. So I kind of figured out a process to help them narrow down that, you know, how like a little bit of preparation in advance so that you don't have to spend so much time cooking in the kitchen and also some tips to be able to maybe utilize some prep prep food. So say for instance, carrots are cool. And yes, you can get carrots and you can struggle with the machine. Um, but if you bought shredded carrots already, that kind of cuts down your time. Mm-hmm. And I know there's maybe a cost difference involved, like involved with that, but you like you have to decide if you want to focus important. on right. cost saving money or saving time. So I help both like I help do both with this project giving you both options yeah and you decide mm-hmm. yeah like even in, in the book in the plant candy family book when i was talking to my banker about it she had because of course it's a banker <laughs> she goes i'm wondering what's the cost difference like between eating this way and not right yeah and so i was just like oh cool so in the book too there's actually there's there's a comparison of like cost difference so you can see like how much money you save versus how mm-hmm. much time you save. And then the cost when you're talking about eating plant-based versus not eating plant-based. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely something we all can benefit from for sure. Cause especially as busy New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's tough to like eat fresh food and eat healthy when you have to like run around and do 85 million things, you know, it is um, lucky for Trader Joe's. A lot of things are frozen. Which is <laughs> yeah. Frozen food. That's a godsend. It is. Right. It but is. it's better now. It's better than it used to be when we were kids. Right. Just check the sodium level. Yeah. Sodium, yeah. 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 That's Trader exactly. Joe's tastes bananas. great, but the sodium level is pretty high. Yeah. 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 So don't do it all the time. No. All right. So let's move on to the next venture. Let's talk about the entrepreneur meal plan. So the entrepreneur meal plan is is my marriage of both of my passions. So obviously, like food is one thing that I love and helping creators figure out like how do they uh, get their ideas out of their mind and activate them. So entrepreneur meal plan is is literally a place where entrepreneurs, creatives come to eat well. Like because okay. well is my thing. It's all about wellness, right? Yes. So entrepreneur meal plan marriages the whole concept of plant based eating with um with with business. Mm-hmm. And builds community in that space. So a lot of times as creatives, as entrepreneurs, you feel very alone, isolated. Mm-hmm. It's like usually you, your computer, you, your thoughts. This is an opportunity for them to step away mm-hmm. from the, the grind, so to say, and feeding everybody else and take a chance to feed themselves and become inspired and reconnected with the purpose that it kind of got them into where they were. Where I they love are. that. Yeah, I just spent the summer um, with another one of the um, RFB hosts, Vincent, doing this book called The Artist Way. And um, it's like a, a 12 week course, just like reactivate and recover from the lost artists that we all were. So I'm always looking for opportunities to do things like this. I think I, we all need it. It's a little more healthy mm-hmm. than like watching the news and always on the grind. 
Yeah. Okay. An entrepreneur meal plan, that's not a meal delivery service. That's, or can you so, explain it? Yeah. So eventually it will be. So oh. version 2.0 will have that. <laughs> right. So literally, initially, I did want it to be an, a meal plan service, but being a, I guess being a uh, a customer, so to say, to my own process, mm-hmm. I had to ask myself, like, is it more important for me to stop and hold off on this concept until I can get it exactly like I want it to be? Mm-hmm. Or do I do I start where I am right now so that I can kind of get going? So I shifted the definition of meal plan to literally like not necessarily only food for our body, but the food for our mind, food for our that. soul, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So now it kind of has become more broad. But Holistic. down the line, yeah. totally going to do meal plans. And honestly, um, I haven't announced this yet, so I'll announce it here. Um, in January 2020, we're going to start doing meal plans. They're not going to be meal plan deliveries, but they're going to be Shopping lists and recipes. Oh. So that's the start of like the meal plan until we can actually start doing the physical meal plan that Very you're talking cool. about. That's great. Yeah. So give us an example of one of these experiences that somebody would have um, with the entrepreneur. I, I can't say that today. <laughs> entrepreneur <laughs> meal plan. Get it together, Teresa. Yeah. So the two, like the two experiences with entrepreneur meal plan that like that are kind of the, the flagship ones. Um, Let's Eat is the first one, and EAT is an acronym for Exchange Authentic Thoughts. So it's an opportunity for somewhere between 10 and 15 entrepreneurs to come around the table and talk about the journey of entrepreneurship and around different topics with it. So you come in, you are greeted by the host, which at this point is me, but (laughs) (laughs) over time other people will be hosting dinners. Um, You get a mock-tini, and the reason I do mock-tinis versus uh, other ones is because the whole idea is that Sometimes you need a drink, but you might still have work to get done. So it <laughs> might make more sense to Baby make you steps. Yeah, feel like you have a drink and actually have something that's really like nutrient dense to get you through the day mm-hmm. until you get to the actual time to have a real glass Cox, of wine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so the martini. So I was kind of showing how you can do that. Um, then we go into some type of theme, like as far as whatever the, the theme for topic and also dining. So like the one that like that I like the most right now is the like the Cuban theme, which is really fun. Um, just the, so the whole food, all of the food is all of food's plant based, but it's all like inspired by like Cuban flavors and blah, blah, blah. Cuban recipes. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, the people have a conversation. Everybody comes in and gets a question. Okay. The questions are numbered. And based off of the number that you have, you introduce that question to the conversation at that time. When it's all said and done, everybody introduces like who they are and what they do, because I don't want us to I want us to connect as people, not as positions. Mm -hmm. So I don't like we like the rule is like no one. No, don't. You can say your name. Okay, not walking around like (laughs) I am Star Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Like not your position, because that's not important. Right. And then because it's cool, because once that happens, like I've seen it happen when I did it out in L.A., it was really really cool because you have this big group of people all different stages no one really knows who they are to Mm -hmm. the end and because of that the connections were so much stronger and those people are still working together today after that experience so how would someone get involved with one of those events if they wanted to attend yeah so i have Mm entrepreneurmealplan.com is where we uh, put the schedule up for it and um also if you want to host one you can email me at thrive at entrepreneurmealplan.com so you can actually host one for your collective. Correct. Okay. We can cool. either work together where I help you to curate the questions for the conversation, or you can like tell me you can curate the questions and we just do the food. It kind of depends on how we want to do it. So this is a great segue 
into our <laughs> next piece here because uh, Brandy has invited me to join her in um, an event that she started doing, a monthly event called The Vibe. Um, I went to the last one. It was really dope. A lot of really interesting people connected. Um, and we have one coming up. Yes, September 18th. Every third Wednesday, uh, we do something called Vibe. And the concept behind Vibe was, um, it was you know, it's, it's the soulful part of the uh, <laughs> entrepreneurial meal plan menu where people get an opportunity to come and learn about themselves through a series of questions. So usually like you walk around a room in the network and everybody goes, what do you do? And where have you been? And blah, 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 right. So this one, the topics that I, that I kind of curate for the evening. So this one that's coming up is called building Voltron. And it's all about <laughs> how do we build teams and work collectively in order to move our businesses forward? Yeah. So the last time when I went to the last one, um, <laughs> it was interesting. Uh <laughs> Standing there meeting different people that knew nothing about me. What it did was like made me home, made me go home and like get my shit together, quite honestly, because I had to introduce myself to all these people and talk about, you know, all the things, my plans and my goals, and my dreams um, and what I'm actually going to do. What are some actionable steps and just really gave me an opportunity to like observe where I am in, in the projects that matter to me. So I think. You know, this concept is really dope. A lot of, um, I think, businesses and organizations that need a teamwork project like my job mm-hmm. um, would, do re- would really benefit from uh, one of these experiences. Yeah, local grassroots, small business. Is, I, yeah, it's great. And New Yorkers are just interesting. Yeah, if you ask them the right questions, right. You, know, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, they love to talk about themselves. Yeah, exactly. yeah I, do, I certainly do. Yeah. yeah, and one of my favorite parts um, at the last one, we had a wonderful uh, musical performance at the end. Yeah. That was but pretty sexy. Ran- yeah, Randy Niles is our uh, resident musician for the Vibe Experience. Because the, the whole idea is that you get to... You, it opens up to tell you a little bit about the, the seer. You open it up with a meditation because it's the whole idea of just like kind of shutting off where we came from and kind of grounding us in the experience. Mm-hmm. Then we go into the curated networking piece. Then there's a, uh, a fireside chat. So there's a conversation with me and an entrepreneur that kind of delves into the topic a little bit that we're talking about. And then afterwards, we we get like some musical vibration, like through the close out the evening. So you go home just feeling like... <laughs> Like, you know, but it is a whole vibe and yeah. I absolutely love it. I think it's a wonderful Thank you. Um, event. So the next one is this coming week. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. The coming week. The 18th. Yeah. yeah I'm like, no, right. It's going to be days oh, away. Wait, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Ten days. Yeah, ten, ten days. days. Okay. Yeah. Ten, close ten enough. Days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell them um, where it's at again and just kind yeah, of repeat that? It's the, uh, it's the Mott Haven Bar and Grill located at 1 Bruckner Boulevard in the Bronx. Okay. Yeah. And people, it's not far. Like yeah, it's, it's not like yeah. People think the Bronx, and they mm-hmm. think like it's like super far. Like if I mean, like when I took took it, um, the first time when I went to visit the site, I took the one train to one twenty fifth Street in Harlem, and then it was probably like a twelve minute walk. Mm. So like that to kind of show like how it is. It's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, but I took um, what is that? The six train. Okay, I got oh, off okay. um, like one thirty seventh Street or something. Mm-hmm. So it's really just like one stop mm-hmm. pass. 125th um, Street. Street. Yeah. So I hope that you guys will join us. I will be the uh, featured entrepreneur Yay. for this. Um, what do you call it? Fireside, Fireside chat. chat. And I promise to have candles this time. Oh, sweet. We yeah. <laughs> missing candles last yeah. time. Oh, yeah. So, M. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say, like, going back to the plant based food stuff you were talking about, um, I was a vegetarian, just throwing mm-hmm. it out there. But, um, I think it's I think it's a really important thing, not just for our bodies, but like it's really it's better for the environment. Like, fat, you know what I mean? Just yeah. people, the amount of farming we do. And, and if you're worried about climate change, that sort of thing. And I know that's a, it's a hot button issue for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm not 
saying everyone should be vegetarian, but it's something to be conscious of for your own health, for the health of others around you, um, the health of the planet. And I just, it's yeah. very, it's very exciting to know that there's people out there working on grassroots projects related to that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I really enjoy you, Brandy, just like as a friend, as a brand, like as a person, a creative. I really think your advocacy for like wellness for people is um, so, it's remarkable because people forget about that. You're so compassionate. Um, what are some of the things you're excited about most right now? The fact that like plant based is becoming a lot more um public is kind of exciting mm-hmm. when, I, when i say kind of exciting it's because i have to also think about like because it's becoming mainstream corporations get into it this is just like how do you kind of manage that but it's exciting that people are thinking about it and, and talking about it yeah and also that people are taking more risk around living a life that's purposeful and meaningful for them and that we have the facility to be able to actually do it. Like the barrier to entry to creating new mm-hmm. stuff has yeah. like with technology has kind of gone down and that just like living in that space is super exciting to me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Matt, yeah. do you have anything else before we close out our lovely interview? No, that, that was wonderful. I really enjoyed hearing about, um, about just kind of, it's easy to get caught up with with your work or your lack of work um, and just the stresses <laughs> that that surround having this outside identity of like who you are to other people, which I don't want to discount. I'm not saying that you can't, you know, just be a monk living on the top of a mountain. <laughs> but the way that you were speaking about these gatherings uh, reminded me of that. And I thought that was very beautiful. Thank you. Cool. And that's that's great. That's really helpful feedback because that's really what I I want to do. Like, Mission I want, accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandy. Well, I just want to say thank you so much. And for the last time, can you tell our listeners um, where they can find you? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So you could find me at um, plantcandy.com. You can find me at entrepreneurmealplan.com. On social, you could find me at plantcandy.com or at entrepreneurmealplan. No, sorry. <laughs> At plant candy on Instagram. There we go. At entrepreneur meal plan on Instagram. And if you care about Brandy personally, not just her <laughs> businesses, you can find me at brand underscore Brandy on Instagram. Great. Thank you so much. So we're going to take a short break for some hot music. When we get back, we'll jump right into the latest news stories. Stay tuned. Most these people move like clowns That's why I'd be on my own My mama thought I was a joke But Miss Mado told me Your bread up, but that don't, don't equal well. But you can't help all 
Objection to the Rule on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, we just heard I'm Dope by Toby Nweje and David Michael White of from the Originals album. All right, Emily. So what's on the docket for local news this week? All right. We're actually, uh, anyone who's in a good mood right now, you can bring that down on us. Oh, we're bringing damn. it. We're bringing in, <laughs> we're bringing in back the, the, to reality. the reality and the, the sad stuff. Um, all right. So a 10th New York Police Department officer has committed suicide this year. Um, NYC police officials cite that there are on average four or five officer suicides a year. And there are those calling the doubling of those numbers this year a crisis. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. In response to this latest suicide, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, who is is himself a retired NYPD officer, said, um, quote, I know from my 22 years wearing a blue uniform that you can internalize the trauma you witness on a daily basis. Mm. I also know how difficult it can be to admit that you are struggling. And according to NBC reporting, um, quote, the escalating crisis has prompted law enforcement officials um, of a law enforcement of all levels to speak out on the need for officers to look out for their mental health and that of their colleagues. Mm. Um, so first off, just I this one, I think, needs a little PSA attached to it. Um, if you or anyone, you know, is a law enforcement official and need mm-hmm. a help or just in need of help in general, you can listen out for these. Um there's some resources compiled by the New York Police Department. You can text BLUE, B-L-U-E, to 741741, which connects you to a free 24-7 confidential crisis text line. Uh, you can reach out to services provided by your department. Um, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. And you can call 911 because if you're in an emergency, help is always available. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so... Do we think that there's a root cause to a crisis like this happening or is it just like a really terrible coincidence that it's all the numbers? Are they related to each other? Does one spark, you know, even more? Like, what do you guys think is happening? Yeah, well, I mean, sadly, I'm like not surprised by this. I Mm -hmm. definitely think um, they're related. But I mean, you got to admit, it's like one of the hardest jobs, you know, no matter what you feel about uh, the police department or law enforcement. Reality is somebody's loved one goes out every Mm -hmm. day um, to do a job that we hope that they're doing it for the right reason, but they are doing it, you know. So I don't really think it's that alarming, but it's it's been surprising. Yeah, yeah, it's been kind of a rocky year. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, is what is is it something in this about this year in particular that you think? Because, I mean, it's I feel like every year has been kind of crazy yeah since 2001 i don't know but like um <laughs> and beyond and beyond and, and like um 
is can we think of is there like a reason that you think this is happening or is it I don't know I mean is there something in the in like is it just like a zeitgeist thing or is it I mean I know that I, I don't know I mean I'm not an expert in this but I, I I'm I, my awareness of statistics about suicide is that um it, it it's like kind of like when they start to happen they more people start to, you know what I mean? Like one suicide it, yeah. can it's spark infectious. another suicide. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would agree with that. I think that it's, it's definitely hard to be in any f- connection to the state right now. Right. Um, yeah. uh, honestly, you know, even with some of the aspirations of our own career, I always think about that. Like, you know, um, can you separate yourself mm-hmm. from what is happening? But it's definitely unfortunate. I'm not yeah. sure what could have sparked. What do you guys think? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one. Um, it does look like there is... There's work going into trying to counter-effect, I think, $7.5 million mm-hmm. uh, were allocated uh, in police suicide prevention. I think that came from uh, this administration, uh, which I, I, I hope, federal, I hope does well. Trump administration or the de Blasio? Trump. Trump. Yeah, federal. Yeah. Um, it is Suicide Prevention Month, isn't it? And oh wow! I think maybe I got that wrong. Um, yeah, Google. <laughs> but but it's a tricky thing. It's 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 one of the the great uh, confusing crises of of our uh, I wouldn't say generation, but of of our nation, mm-hmm. um, because this is a unique problem that that happens to uh, more wealthy countries, and it's something that's very confusing to people. And I think there is a certain amount of guilt. I'm speaking in general for when you are a successful, um, well-off nation for having struggles that seem as as ludicrous as suicide because it is a very weird thing to go through. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, the conversation around mental health is really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My theory around suicide is that you can't be in your right mind if you to to commit suicide or complete as the proper way. I actually became certified in mental health first aid. The, mm-hmm. New York City has a um has a program that 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 if you're interested, you can get certified in mental health first aid, and they'll like sponsor oh the, the process. Oh wow, that's and, great! Yeah, and I and look um, that up. yeah, it's the, it's the health department. If you just like go to NYCGov or whatever, tell you how to get there. Um, and what's interesting about it to me is like you. Like I say, naturally, we want to live. Like, I've mm-hmm. even read stories of people who tried to commit complete suicide, right? Tried to complete suicide and failed. And then, like, held their neck, crawled to the phone and, like, called 911. Because, wow. like, naturally, like, we want to we wanna stay alive. Yeah. So, and, but I, and I also think just talking specifically about police officers, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think you have to compartmentalize a lot in that job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking about, you know, especially those who like go undercover and things of that nature. It's insane. Yeah. You know, you, you, you spend all this time, you know, being yeah. um, connected to monsters, if you will. And just, or, you know, and the toll it takes on you to go out there knowing that your life is on the line, like, yeah. like every, every night almost, like is a huge stressor. And I know we talk a lot about how. That can have a lot of negative. That sort of mentality can have a lot of very scary negative consequences for citizens mm-hmm. as well. But it's 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 a very it's a very hard job and a very tricky one. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, it really affects your family, your relationships with the people that are close you, to yeah. you. So it's not something that you could just turn off. No. You know. Um, and, yeah, and I mean, I think 
you know, historically there's a culture. It's a, it's a, it's a very, I, I, my understanding is historically it's a very macho culture mm-hmm. where you don't talk about that sort of stuff. And it, it sounds like, you know, there are efforts to turn that around on a very like, you know, institutional level. And we can only hope that it's, you know, it's, we live in a, in a hard world where you're not supposed to show emotions. Right. Um, get off that. Yeah, I, know. I feel like I want to just give them a hug. I they know. should have hug a cop day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hug a cop yeah. day. But if you see one, you know, yeah. just offer a smile. Yeah. I think it, it also helps that we can just be a little bit more conscientious of people in law enforcement, you right. know, um, and it, definitely in my life, I've protested a lot. I've done a lot of things, but mm-hmm. um, quite honestly, they are human beings that do this job for us, you know, relentlessly every day. Right. Um, so we could all show a little bit more compassion. So we just one another. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah that'd, that'd be hard to argue with. Yeah. <laughs> right? The counterpoint. Right? Just, just smile at each other, people. Okay. Oh, all right. Next all story. Right. National news. National, Bring it to us, Matt. National news. Trump is redirecting the military budget, <sighs> parts of the military budget to fund his border wall. Hmm. 127 military projects will be defunded and postponed so Trump can build around 175 miles of a border wall. This includes projects that that are involved in Puerto Rico's recovery, which is around $400 million. The total amount of reassigned money would be $3.6 billion with a military budget of $718 billion. It seems like it wouldn't be too hard to find the president find funds for the president's signature campaign promise. Mm. So this is um, a lot of money and, and a lot of, this is a very administrative story. Um, but I thought it was a good entry point just to kind of look at the budget and how things are funded anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the, the military budget increased, I can't remember the number, but it increased by, you know, quite a lot of money, um, billions mm-hmm. of yeah. dollars. Um, yeah. Where's that going? What's, what's everyone's understanding about the, the the term the military is kind of misleading because the military isn't just the military. Right. It's mm-hmm. hundreds of different organizations. So how how can educate me how I should think <laughs> about this? I mean, when you think about it, um, the military is just, you know, to me, it's like a, a world concept, you know, because there's like all of these different um, locations where the mil- our military is. You know, we have all these different bases and I was actually looking into the job of being a foreign service officer. Ooh. Um, isn't that sexy? Like, can <laughs> you see me doing that in a couple of years? Yeah. Like, I'm like, maybe I'll just like leave um, <laughs> um, and work on diplomacy my own way. Um, no, but really, like we are in a lot of places. That's one of the requirements for the job. You have to be willing to go anywhere within the world and there is no jurisdiction on that. So I think when we think about military budget, like, I don't even think you can count um, the amount of people we have on the ground all over the world and what's happening locally, um, you know, from all levels of government. And I also think we've taken into consideration, like, the research and, like, any type of intelligence and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, R&D in general is pretty expensive. So Mm -hmm. I think that, and then whatever the cost of, like, weapons. That's what I was about to say, the actual supplies. Yeah, the supplies, (laughs) yeah. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where I was having a conversation with someone about this recently. So it's it's on a little bit top of mind. But it's, like, there's, when I think about the, the amount of money we spend on the military, I have many different feelings, including, like, you know, my understanding is that the reason I feel as safe in the world as I do is because, of the amount you know i know that our military will 
essentially wipe out anyone else who tries to do whatever. And at least we hope. We hope. Well, <laughs> we hope that this, what they've been telling like, us you know, is true. That's also scary. Like, I'm not like in love with the idea that we're all trying to murder each other. Like, you never know, trying to fucking blow everyone <laughs> else off the face of the earth. I hate you know? that. Well, okay, I have a lot of anxiety. I don't know if that's coming through or not. But, um, but I know that as like Americans, we we have like we don't even understand like how a lot of people in the world just live their day by day, not being sure about their just safety on like that sort of level. And yeah. we, we we in general are able to not have to think about it on a daily basis. And that's because of this military. But then you also hear about the millions of mo- dollars that are just essentially just like burned over like these tanks that are never that are like these projects that they they're like you know these like men who think that blah 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 like they're gonna like invent this super tank or whatever and it just doesn't ever work or it it never is used or something like that and it's like it's so much money that can be used for you know mental health things in the united states or just general health things or whatever and it's all these things where it's like you know like trump trying to cut the all these budget things environmental things i mean his Ooh. need for cutting environmental things is elsewhere. That's all right. We need to talk right. about it. It's coming. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> um, but it's it, it's it's hard because it's a lot of money, and I know that that's kind of like a cornerstone of our society is how much mm-hmm. we spend on our military. Um, and I, I don't exactly love that, but it's also I know I I don't have to worry about it because it's happening. Um, so yeah, so this um, but then the border wall, which is right. Like, yeah. oh, God. Um, so is that military spending or? That's, what do we call that? That's where he's. I mean, it's it's technically infrastructure, which yeah. I don't, which we don't invest a lot in in this country. And this is great. Let's just invent <laughs> something that we don't need. Remember, he said that Mexico was going to pay for it. Yeah. in the beginning. Oh yeah. yeah. What a liar. <laughs> well, I and also I didn't realize that they're taking money from Puerto Rico's recovery exactly to yeah. fucking build this thing, which is atrocious. You act like Puerto Absolutely Rico atrocious. like isn't um, part of the United States. No, exactly. They don't, they don't you know, yeah. and this wave, this you know, our environment right now is like really in a crisis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, God bless Amazon. I'm sorry. I just can't like let that go. I don't, still I, burning, folks, um, as we sit here. But the reality is, you know, it's really tough to take away from people who really need this money. You know. Well, the question is, do you think that um, the Trump administration, Trump as someone trying to get elected again, mm-hmm. will people be able to see that this is kind of a political move so you can say, hey, I delivered on the wall? Or do you think people will uh, become sophisticated enough to see that this was uh by redirecting this money you are making i think some vox article said um you're taking projects away from puerto rico but you're also actively taking projects away from uh european defense and Mm -hmm. stabilization and i don't even want to i don't really want to play into the the narrative that we need the military to right to prop up peace there's plenty of safe nations that don't um, you do it that I, way. I'm getting off track. Do you yeah, think no, this I will come back politically yeah. um, to uh, I mean, hunt them? The thing is, is like he has essentially figured out that he has a base and he just needs to appeal to that base almost exclusively. And that base knows what they want to hear and they're not really going to be open to any sort of. So essentially they're not. I, my understanding is that they want this wall. They don't care that we're suddenly paying for it and it's not being paid for. Like that's. My understanding is that it's when someone is just like the people who are diehard Trump fans, like aren't really open to hearing that. Oh, but do you know what he's taking this money from to build this? They don't really care. You know, I think honestly, I'm, you know, not to be, you know, the pessimist in the room, but I honestly do feel that he's making this 
he's just trying to normalize his hatred story that he's been doing all this time. He's trying to justify the fact that there's still people sitting in cages. He's mm-hmm. trying to justify it. Yeah. So by doing this to me, redirecting this money and just even advocating for that, you know, it's almost like right. he doesn't. It, it, nobody's for this this whole border wall drama, but him and, you know, I, I just feel like he's really just trying to make sure he made sense of all of the drama he caused. Yeah. Mm. What, what would, what would all of you do with uh 3.6? If you could take $3.6 million away from the military, um, where would you take it from? And what would you make? Mm. Billion, not million. Billion. <laughs> Billion. Um, I Sorry. would invest in renewable energy and of save course the world. you would. I, of course I would. Because that's um, all I think about is we're all gonna. Well, I would invest in all of the storm-ridden um, mm. places that are suffering and have been suffering in the past year or so, um, because they're so close to us and we have the ability mm-hmm. to help them. So I would probably start there. Mm-hmm. Brandy from Plant Candy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably do a some hybrid um, solution that would be around economic empowerment and preventative health. Some type of preventative health initiative. All right. So he they need to just give it all to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll we know what to do with that money. <laughs> what would yeah. you do with it, Matt? I I thought someone was going to do a joke one, but no. <laughs> we're we're so serious. What do you think this is? A comedy podcast? What would you do, Matt? What's your joke? You tell would, us a joke. I would fund a. Oh, I got to make it funny now. Yeah. No. Stakes are high. Um. Yeah. That'd I would be just, funny. I would literally give it to Trump <laughs> so that people would see that even in this like public display that he wouldn't have the ability to redistribute it. Mm. People would have to see it go straight into his bank account and sit there. <laughs> I, mean, see, I told you. Don't happy with about that one. <laughs> I guess, man. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to take a break to reflect uh, before we dig into the latest <laughs> updates um, into the international spectrum this week. Stay tuned. Styles tangled, sway your do like you loco. Can we get pinky, 
at night like Coco, so so. You wanna play with my yo yo? I smoke my hydro on the D low. Welcome back to Objections to the Rule. That was Missy Misdemeanor Elliott with her 1997 hit, The Rain. She was recently um, honored by the MTV vi- with the v- MTV Video Vanguard Award this year. Um, did you guys see the performance? Mm-hmm. She looked really great. She looked so good. I'm not sure about that new song, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, what is it called? Push it back or take it back? Throw it back. That's what it's called. Throw it back. You know, throw your back out. If you try to dance to that song. (laughs) All right. So we're back with our world news. You want to bring us in, Matt? Yes. Have you ever looked at the moon and wondered (laughs) if it really exists? I have. (laughs) I I don't have the world's largest democracy's space budget behind me to confirm that it exists. That's what you should have spent it on. Oh, the moon. You should have bought the moon. Bought by the moon. Uh, Okay. So India... uh, India loses contact with Chandrayaan 2, which is their spaceship or their moon landing device. <laughs> moon lander. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying trying to say the right terms, but I don't know them. <laughs> they lost ca- contact with it uh, as it was about two kilometers away from the moon. Following the Soviet Union, America and China, India has attempted to land on the moon. According to the New York Times, they lost contact with the unmanned spacecraft. That's what I want mm-hmm. to say. It's unmanned spacecraft. Uh, okay. Called the Chandrayaan-2, named after India's one of the pioneer scientists for space travel in India. Chandrayaan Jr., essentially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you will. Oh. Nice. Oh, Thank that you. makes it more sad now that we've personified. We <laughs> <laughs> Anthropomorphizing. Poor little tank tank. All right. So, yeah. Uh, in, in the intro, I said something about Soviet Union, America, mm-hmm. and China. A lot, a lot of these moon uh, moon landing trips seem to be, have always been driven by nationalistic tendencies, ways of countries proving to each other that they're great. I mean, we did it in the Cold War is literally a race mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. between America and the Soviet Union, uh, China. They did that boomerang thing where they were able to land a uh, spacecraft on the backside of the moon, which meant they had to set up a satellite to bounce a communication device because the moon would block communication. So it was a very technically hard one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now India was doing another difficult one and, and they didn't do it. Oh, no. <laughs> they tried to do it, yeah. 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 So, so Almost doesn't sad. count, though. Poor India. Yeah. What, what, what are your feelings about, um, uh, about countries showing off uh, with right. these kind of uh, technological feats? Right. I mean, it's interesting. And I mean, I... It's, it, I think it's a really good question because it is what's the point, right? First of all, except <laughs> it's just like, ooh, like, well, it's already been done, a but it's also times. like, look, it's right. I Maybe. mean, the first, right. I guess like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, ah! conspiracy. Actually, okay. For anyone who doesn't believe in the moon landing, fun fact, real fast. Um, there's this great YouTube video of a, a guy who is a film expert. And he explained that in 1969, we had the science and technology to get to the moon but we did not have the technology to fake it on camera. Mm. We did not have the ability to do slow motion on camera in 1969. It's so fascinating. This, so this, it's compl- a legend? 
it, 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 it happened. You know, we, I've we, never we, questioned it. Like, I'm such a like, No, me either. Video, I mean, I just think it's fun. They're putting yeah. videos of people who claim that it was, like, done in, like, a studio. Yeah, like, like Stanley Kubrick directed it. Yeah. It's all, like, the boom mic and some stuff. It's all, like, I know. We can get to a whole conversation about fake news and all that stuff, but I really don't want to right now. But anyway, so what is the point? So it's the point of moon landing. So there's multiple ways of looking at it. This is so much fun. Um, but so it's it's okay. I guess like to prove that we have the ability to, you know, we, we're always just pushing science. We want to show we can do it. Every country continuing to do that is sort of like, well, you're not, it, it is sort of like, well, we have to get matched the other technology, but it could also be something that ties like citizens together, right? Like citizens to to keep citizens, you know, a population believing in the power of their own government. They want to continue. Like, look at this thing we did. Like, everyone watching the TV together. Like, all that stuff. I think that's also tied mm-hmm. into it. It's like a nationalistic kind of gathering sort of focal point. Yeah. Can, can you think of any construction projects? <laughs> uh, not not the border wall. No, I mean, the border wall. <laughs> that we're doing that kind of has the same effect. The border wall. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I guess, like... Um, Probably famous bridges, you know, I mean, in like the turn of the century, the Brooklyn Bridge probably had a similar effect, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, Empire or maybe the Empire State Building when it was like any time, anytime someone tried to build the tallest building in a city. Yeah, didn't it just happen? Wasn't there um, a building constructed this year that was supposed to be taller than the one in Dubai? Oh, like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like that was in the news. I'll have to research that. No, but I think, yeah, those are all things that, yeah, construction wise. Yeah. Well, I mean. I like the fact that they're at least trying um, still. Maybe they just want to make some history for their country, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to be positive about it. <laughs> but I mean, I hope they make it. I'm glad no one got lost right. or anything unmanned, like that. Yeah. I mean, it was unmanned. So yeah. they just lost material. I just find it weird. I have this picture of like an investor or like some outside <laughs> company going to India. And India is like, oh, yes, come in. Uh, set up like this like internet contract or whatever. And they're like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> you guys. I was all on board. But yeah. you, you didn't get to the moon. So wh- what are you? We'll come back uh, in 2020. See if you fix those problems. Yeah. Right. Um, all uh, right. Well, all right. So for our final uh, world news story today, um, we have to talk about Hurricane Dorian, who has been racking havoc all over everything um, in the past week. Mm-hmm. So rescue efforts have been stepped up, though, in parts of the Bahamas that was worst hit by Hurricane Dorian this week. Um, it landed last Sunday as a Category 5 um, on Bahama mainland, and officials believe that hundreds of bodies are yet to be found, and, and areas have been flattened by the winds and smashed by the storm surges. So the pictures are uh, very daunting, definitely. And the death toll stands at 43 and is expected to increase. Um, just a quick note, a Category 5 hurricane indicates 157 miles per hour or higher wind. Wow. Which is the most insane thing I've ever... I mean, total destruction. Have you guys seen those pictures? I mean, it's not recognizable. How many of us have been to the Bahamas? I haven't, no. Uh, I went to Bermuda. That's not... I was adjacent. That's the other way. Oh, God. I don't know Um, anything. But yeah, I took my mom there, um, I think in 2000 and maybe eight or nine. It was her first time traveling. I was all excited and she was all excited too. Um, but it was a beautiful place, beautiful people, wonderful culture. And it's not one of those places that you hear being storm uh, wrecked very often. You know, we have some repeat offenders that are out there <laughs> yeah. at certain unlucky places in um, the ocean. But, you know, for the Bahamas, I mean, it's, it's really scary to think that that place is not there anymore. Wow. Um, it's really sad. So meanwhile, efforts to deliver aid has been being ramped up. Um, just this past week, the storm has gained some strength off the U.S. coast and it's actually headed toward, towards Nova Scotia. 
So um, I've seen a couple of um, updates from Canada. People had no idea it was going to take that turn. It's mm-hmm. actually gained speed. So wow. um, it's going back to the, you know, I don't think it was as bad when it was hitting the lower handles of the U.S., mm-hmm. in Savannah and Georgia. But now it's, um, yeah, it's still going. So wow. the good thing is that planes and helicopters have been flying in emergency supplies, um, which include ready to eat meals, storage units and generators. Contributions have been made. From the UN World Food Program, American Airlines, Royal Caribbean, um, all of these organizations and a number of celebrities have also gotten involved in um, the donation efforts, including Tyler Perry, rapper Ludacris and reality star Bethany Frankel. Um, Apparently, there's an estimated 76,000 people who are still in need of shelter and water. Um, It's really it's really tough, you know, when these things happen. Yeah. Um, You obviously, you know, these small island communities, they do their best to um, make efforts but it's almost like a no no hope situation once it's there and then a lot of time the relief effort takes so long to get there that it just makes the situation worse for the people that are on the ground so it's really sad yeah um do you guys feel that our world leaders are prioritizing this issue of of climate change (sighs) i mean i think that there's a lot of people in denial that there's even a correlation between these sorts of storms of increasing intensity in recent years. I mean, there's just it's I mean, I, I guess that's just it's certain countries, ours included, where a lot of top officials are just like and currently in office, just aren't even seeing a correlation or denying yeah. that there is one. Um, there's a lot. There are a lot of people that are prioritizing it. Um, just not a lot of them are currently in power. Right. I yeah. mean, it's, it's almost like, are you stupid? I hate to be so blatant <laughs> about it, but like of all the things that are important this should be number one on the I mean, docket for what, all of us. What's the harm? But my question at the end of the day is like, okay, so you're a skeptic and that's scary to try and argue against, but like, what's the harm in, in reducing pollution? It, right? go, it goes yeah. back what's to the money. Harm? I think especially right. in this country, it all yeah. goes back to money, yep. right? Because when, when we admit that we have to address environmental things, that's, how do we handle mm-hmm. food systems, you know, yep. emissions that go into the air? So that's yep. cars. There's all kinds of things that kind of call shift. Exactly. Yeah. And that, and they cost money, even though like if you do like I, you do the research and mm-hmm. you see like we're talking like minimal, like minimal shifts that might cost yeah. like, you know, like if you use like compostable mm-hmm. um, like cups or something yeah. like that, yeah. that yeah. from a corporation, like it might be a, you might spend an extra two or three cents. Right. Which to us is like, oh, extra two or three cents. But to right. them, like that bottom line is so important that I don't, it doesn't And doesn't it's really matter. not. It's, it's really not. You know, we're like, I, I hate to be, you know, I'm always mm-hmm. like, go get the big people. <laughs> yeah. Like the little people. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's just like the life I live. But the reality is, you know, governments are not really taking these issues um, as seriously as they are. Luckily, there are some companies that are actually getting more involved and in mm-hmm. taking their own stage. Um, I'm sure that the cruise ships and all of that have contributed, you yeah. know, significantly specific to the Bahamas, you know. So you yeah. see Royal Caribbean and American Airlines jumping in. But I mean, it's really tough when you think about who has to make these decisions and why they're not. Right. And then just I mean, just a quick note that like the, the vast majority of climate change emissions are caused by, you know, 100 companies or so. And it's kind of that thing where. You know, I'll, I'll just talk about, you know, it, the individual effort. If we all did this, blah, blah, blah. But it's like it kind of is a purpose. I think it's a purposeful distraction from actually, you know, follow the money. Right. Who's telling you these things? Yeah. <laughs> Who's actually, you know, like me recycling more is not going to save the planet. Right. And it's, and it's yes. Yes. It's not bad for me to recycle more. But it's also is it a distraction? Is all this time I put into separating my recycling a distraction from 
mm-hmm. more joint efforts right, to right. actually be like, so how much are you emitting a year? Exactly. Whatever Exxon, right. you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and then like you said, when you say follow the money, like right. I think the real like the real power and potentially making a shift is people making a choice to not support companies that mm-hmm. don't have these there it practices is. Yeah. because there that's it is. when yep. change happens. That's the only way change in a, happens. In a capitalist society where yeah. the, the end the end mark or whatever the word is, is money, right? right? It's not people. It's not, it's money. So how do we, you know, yeah. channel yeah. our yeah, you money? Could, like, yeah, I, mean, I could compost in my house and right. it's not shaving. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. Well, we're not going to stop anybody from doing it. No, I mean, of do course, your right. share <laughs> for cleaner <laughs> air. Right. However, we want real change. Exactly. And then, I mean, you answer my question. That is what we can do. So please um, just be mindful of those things. And the Bahamas Red Cross Society is asking for non-perishable goods to be donated, including baby supplies, cleaning products and bedding. Um, And if you are looking for a way how you can contribute, if you check our Facebook page after the show, we will have a uh, link to some articles that are listing a lot of the top organizations where you can get involved. I mean, it's, it's a small effort, but it is something that you can do and just be more mindful. So we're going to get into our last piece of music here. Uh, stay locked. We have one more segment, which is the good news. Yay! Good news. Yay! Yay! Something new that we added. Yay! Anybody want to give a teaser or nah? Oh. Let's make them wait. <laughs> Let's make them wait. Let's make them wait. All right. We're going to yeah, make yeah, you yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> welcome to this hot track. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. We 
That was Morning Blue by uh, Jaida from the Color Sudan album. And we're back at Objection to the Rule with um, our final segment, yeah. which is the Good News Yay. of the Week. Good News Corner. Good News Corner. Good News. Good news. Can, can, can I set you up on this one? <laughs> Be nice, Matt. Be nice. Okay. What is the statistical <laughs> likelihood of death from pancreatic cancer? Uh, well, uh, you answered. So who? <laughs> well, the question is twenty. Uh, oh, what is, I messed it you up. Did mess yeah, up. you messed up. Yeah, you right. an answer. That's, not that's the, even like, funnier. I love a good accidental mess up. All right, so I'm oh. just gonna do it. Nice try. All right, so mm-hmm. Alex Trebek, the longtime host of Jeopardy, will be back to host the next season of the show after being diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, mm. which according to my brief research, it only has a five-year relative survival rate of 7%, wow, according to the man. American Cancer Society. I'm not 100% sure. I think that means when you're diagnosed, only 7% of people are actually, still living after yeah, five years. It, yeah. it hits fast, actually. I know it's someone pretty who scary. was affected by that. Yeah. Um, after un- And it's only after one year, it's only 20% relative survival rate, which is also very low. Um after undergoing chemotherapy, he was near remission as of a few months ago. I think back in May, he announced that. And his recovery recovery has been a sort of miracle. Um, Trebek told People Magazine that, quote, the doctors say they haven't seen this kind of result in memory. Um, and he he personally is like says that the support of all the fans and audience wow. members is really doing a lot. And it's it's I kind of a beautiful Jeopardy. story. I love Jeopardy too. Yeah, so it's like that nerd back. show. Like, you I know, love it. like um, everybody was like fans of Will of Fortune. I was like waiting for Jeopardy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fortune feels smart because I'm a nerd. sucks. I don't want to go on record saying that either. But, but like, <laughs> no, I love everything. Um, no, but Jeopardy's so fun. I know, yeah, right? Well, I like I'm glad that Alex is making his comeback, though. Alec, yeah. Yeah. Yay. So um, make sure you guys tune in to Jeopardy. Yeah. And um, see right, this miracle. So- so I think we're done. We're done yes. on time. Um, Great job. We'd like to thank our guest, Brandy yeah. Corker, for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to rocking out with you at The Vibe next week. Have fun. And thank you, Matt, Teresa. Thank you, Matt, for contributing and Emily for running yeah. the boys like a G every time. Yes. Uh, please join our Facebook group, folks. We mm-hmm. definitely have been making some updates and yes. really excited about where the show is going. Yes. Uh, that's it for this week's Objection to the Rule. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch all our shows on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org or on the Radio Free Brooklyn app. Listen up next for more independent Brooklyn media. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.